Okay, so tonight we're just going to do a quick wrap-up. It's not a big deal. We won't last too long, I don't think. Um, then we can, we've got lots of treats. We can stay in after and chit-chat and all that. Um, but uh, as I was going through all of our lessons, I was so surprised. It's like, oh my gosh, we've covered a lot of things in seven weeks. I was really, really surprised. I, now, we haven't covered everything because this is really an intro to the Holy Spirit is what this was in a really fast seven-week thing. Um, and it's a lot of information. I realize that. But um, now I hope that this will spur you and you're going to want to go deeper on your own after this reading books. But there's no substitute to just spending time with the Holy Spirit and learning to hear his voice and practicing, practicing, practicing that. That's really, I mean, we can learn all kinds of things about the Holy Spirit, but what we really want is to know the Holy Spirit in our lives. So um, I did want to answer, I wish Jen, Jen Schaefer, is she coming tonight? Okay, anyway, she asked a good question last week, and I don't like my answer, so I want to do over on that answer. <laughs> she asked me, when we were talking about how we use the gifts on, in everyday life, she was saying, well, shouldn't we tell people that um, God told me to tell you this so he would get the glory? And I, I, I kind of answered that in a different way. And I think most people are okay with saying, you know, I was praying and your name came to mind and I think God wants me to share something. I think people are mostly okay with that. But there's an even better answer than that. So, Because I do think we should do that. And the better answer is when God shows us something, whether it's a word of knowledge or wisdom or um, prophecy or whatever, the best answer is to ask the Lord a couple more questions. And they would be, what do you want me to do with that? Because sometimes the person is right in front of you and you know it's for right now. But lots of times it's not. You get a word when you're in prayer and you're not with that person. And you wonder what you should do with that, right? And so we want to ask God all the time, okay, you've shown me this, what do you want me to do with that, and how do you want me to deliver that, and when? Because sometimes there's a waiting period, and God wants us to know something, but he's going to supply the right time. Yes? I had this exact experience. Go ahead. A couple years ago, um, the Lord put on my heart that I was supposed to share something that had happened in my life a number of years earlier. Um, with a certain person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why? You know, why? Yeah. So then I tried to ask that next question because I was with her a few times before it never seemed mm -hmm. like this would be right. And um, so then I said, Lord, just prompt me when it's right. That's, I guess I was kind of giving him instructions. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Right. So me when it's right. I want to say almost a year went by. Isn't that something? And I went, this person called me to go hiking and out for like a breakfast and we went hiking and something serious had happened in her life over the last week and mm -hmm. she poured it all out. I mean, I'm like, wow. now's the time. This That's is awesome, this Dar. This right when she needed it. Mm -hmm. And and I was able to tell her that the Lord has told me I'm to tell you this. Yeah. But it never seemed, I didn't want to force it, and it never right. seemed right, but it was right. It was, it was, it was perfect. It was probably a full year after. Yeah. That's perfect. So why the Lord does that? I don't know. I mean, why a year before? I don't know. I don't know. But that's, 
That's a great example of that because lots of times you just don't know when and where mm -hmm. and you want to do it God's way in his right. timing. Right. So he gets the glory every time. This happened to me a couple weeks ago, exact same thing. And I, did, I knew that I wasn't going to be seeing this person anytime soon because we didn't have anything on the calendar. And I said, do you want me to call her? He said, nope. Um, you'll just know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you'll just know? And so I said, so you're going to set it up for me? And he said, yes, but you'll just know. And sure enough, in a couple of weeks, I ran into her, and I just knew. Mm -hmm. I just knew that, that by, the, by, the look, by what we were already talking about, that that was going to segue just perfectly into that situation. So in answer to that question, we always need to ask God more questions. How do you want me to deliver that? Especially if you get a word of correction, like if you know, um, this doesn't happen too often, but if, if somebody is a word of correction, you need to be able to deliver that word redemptively because God always is after redemption. Yeah. Always, always, always. We never, ever shame people and ever, ever, ever. He's after total redemption and them being seen and understood. So that's... The long answer to that question. So I, I just wanted to get an opportunity to say that. So anyway, um, on to our on to our first week. So I'm just going to run through kind of what we what we've done, so you can say, "Oh my gosh, you've done a lot." Um, so week one, we talked mostly about um, housekeeping stuff, but then also we talked about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, we found out that the Holy Spirit comes upon people for specific things like to equip them to learn how to do something or to do a specific work but he doesn't rest on them or stay in them so that's not that didn't happen until jesus was crucified um, buried and resurrected then jesus sent the holy spirit to live and dwell in all of us so we kind of looked at we looked at oh my word i i we were in joel and we were in genesis and ezekiel and samuels and isaiah and numbers and all kinds of things so we were really all over the old testament um so that was fun to read um in week two we talked about the holy spirit in jesus ministry and so in jesus ministry we know that he was baptized in the spirit when john the baptist baptized him in the jordan river and that was the beginning of his public ministry when the holy spirit came upon him so we talked about that and the fact that he began signs and wonders and healings and casting out demons after he was baptized in the Spirit. So he too needed the Spirit in him as well. Um, we also learned in week two how to hear God's voice, how to get quiet, how to fix your eyes on Jesus, listen to your thoughts as you look at him and write them down, all the while setting the atmosphere. So we talked about that in that second week. Then in the week three, we talked about um, Jesus' own teaching on the Holy Spirit. We were in John 14, 15, and 16, and we were talking about how he said, I'm going to go back to the Father, I'm leaving, and of course his disciples were distraught and had no idea what he was talking about, but he was preparing them for his departure, and he said, I'm going to send you another counselor, another helper that's just like me to be in you at all times, and he will be with you. And, and he, he's called the Advocate, the paraclete, the standby, the helper, the strengthener, the spirit of truth, the counselor, and the one that I will show you things to come. So um, Jesus talked just, um, endlessly about that in those three chapters in John. Um, of course, the Holy Spirit's main purpose is to lead us deeper into Jesus and the Father, 
um, into that in intimacy because he is the spirit of God and he is the spirit of Christ. So that's just the, the part of him that can live inside each of us. So then in week four, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we spent most of our time in Acts. We were in a tons of scriptures in Acts. And um, we learned there that the Holy Spirit is baptizes people in different ways. Not everybody has the same experience. And not everybody has the same demonstrated. Everyone demonstrates something afterwards, but it's not necessarily the same way. Some people speak in tongues. Some people are super bold and preach and teach with boldness. Some people have other gifts they demonstrate. But either way, there's always a demonstration of some kind that you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit that you can say, yes, I am different now, or that person is different. So if you remember when we watched, um, read about Peter, remember that Peter was kind of a not awesome, let's just say not awesome at pre-baptism. -pre and then when he, after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he got up and preached to thousands of people. And they were like, who is this guy? He is not the same guy, because he wasn't, because the Holy Spirit had come upon him and transformed him into someone new. So that was that. Um, week five, we talked about the Holy Spirit um, within us, how he transforms us, brings us deeper into holiness and sanctification, and um, changes our heart and our affections, and changes our thoughts, and just comes to make us more like Christ, Holy Spirit within us. We talked a lot about that in week five. Um, and then we were in Galatians 5.22, of course, which teaches us all about the fruit of the Spirit which comes from the Holy Spirit within us. Um, and then week six, we talked about the gifts of the Spirit. And we went pretty fast. I apologize, because that was fast. So if you ever want to spend, get a book on the gifts of the Spirit and go slow, that would be very, very lovely for you to do. Um, because we did cover all nine, all nine gifts in one day. We just kind of went a snippet for each one. Um, and we were in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. And, of course, the purpose of all the gifts is for other people, that we demonstrate God's love and heart by the signs and wonders and things that we do from the gifts. Um, even if it's just teaching, we do that for the glory of God and for other people. Um, in week seven, we talked about walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. And then we also talked about how to operate in the gifts for everyday life without being super religious or super churchy. Um, we talked about how the Holy Spirit will fill us with, with teaching and wisdom and discernment so we can overflow with his power for other people. Um, and we were in Romans 7 and 8, learning how to walk in the Spirit instead of walking in the flesh. And we talked about how, how you can grieve the Holy Spirit and quench the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how not to do that and what were the steps for not doing that and how do we make sure that we don't do that. Um, so we covered a lot of ground in seven weeks. It was, I mean, I was like, wow, this is kind of amazing, actually. Um, and I just need you to know that um, this wasn't a Bible study that we picked up somewhere. We just, this was Holy Spirit driven. Because I really said to the Lord, I said, I have seven weeks to do this. So you're going to have to help me figure out what to teach every week. And, and what to cover and what, what not to cover, and I couldn't cover everything. Mm -hmm. And like, you asked me a question last week, are you gonna talk about this? I'm like, nope, I'm out of time. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't cover everything, but I covered what I felt he told me to cover, and I, I have pages and pages of, in my journal of him just giving me instructions. 
every Thursday, Friday about what to teach on Monday night. So I feel like this was a true exercise in listening to the Spirit because he really did, you know, tell me what to teach. So I just felt good about that. And every week I just said, okay, I felt confident this is what he, where he wanted us to go. And, and always and always with you guys in mind, I said, you know my audience. You teach me what you want me to teach them. So that's what the beauty of that is, is following the Spirit. He's just so good at it. Um, so I hope that you all will just keep this thing going and keep practicing in your, in your listening and, and keep asking God questions. Um, one of the things that I, I wanted to, to tell you, and I don't know if it's on this page or the other one, um, um, I wanted to kind of encourage you and exhort you to ask, start asking God about everything that you've ever been wondering about. So I hope that from, so maybe from now, your homework can be for the next few months would be to write down all the things that you're, you know, that you say to people, I I don't know why this happened to me, or I don't know what, what's the significance of this in my life, or why do I have to go through this or this or this? Make a list of those things that you're kind of wondering about, and one by one, tackle those with the Lord. Now, don't do more than one at a time. It's too complicated. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're wondering about stuff in your family, in your past, with your kids or with your spouse or your family or whatever, take those one by one to the Lord and ask him, what's your perspective on this? What do you have to say about this? Or what, what could I know that would help me feel better about it? I mean, think of a myriad of questions you can ask, but um, he's just waiting for us to talk and for us to ask questions. And he's wanting to, he's wanting to tell us things. So I just encourage you um, to do that. It can be your life, your family, everything, your parents, whatever. And it's just so helpful to get God's perspective on things. So many times I've come to him when I was so annoyed with Tom or one of my kids, and I was just like, I don't understand this. What do you want to say about this? And then he'll give me a ton of things, and all of a sudden I've gone from annoyed to compassionate because God has kind of given me a little clue as to what that person has been up against and why they're behaving that way. And so now I'm not quite so annoyed or frustrated with them anymore, and I can understand and have some more grace. So it's just great to get God's perspective on, on what's going on. Um, so I hope that... <laughs> oh, no worries, no worries. And I just want, to tell, just want to tell you, too, when I started this thing, this journey with the Holy Spirit, I did not hear very clearly for a long time. It took me a while to hear clearly, and I just kept practicing and practicing and practicing, and it got easier and easier. And now it is easy, but it wasn't easy for like two years. It took me a long time to just, because I hadn't been trained to listen in the spirit, I'd just been trained to look in the physical world and take my perspective from that instead of the spiritual world. And so that took a bit of, you know, training my spirit to listen and my own thoughts to be quiet. So, and I can tell in my journaling when I look back over those years, when I would ask God a question, and I can, I can, like maybe there'll be a short paragraph, and then my journaling will seem off, and I can tell right away when I got my eyes off of Jesus and onto the problem, because I know that that second half of that paragraph was Marta's thoughts, not Jesus' thoughts. So that taught me something too. That's why I love the journaling because. You can look back and you can see your progress and you can see how faithful God has been 
and you can also see where you got off track and that's okay you just get up the next day and start over again so that's what we have for tonight pretty much just a recap of what we've done and and where we've been and it's pretty simple but